Real quick, before we start, if you like what you hear and you're not following the podcast, make sure you hit that follow button. It helps the podcast grow, and that means we can change more lives of people just like you. Let's get into today's episode. What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark, and I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who want to make more money, change more people's lives, and have more of an impact in the world without spending any money on ads, websites, or even a funnel. Now, I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years, and in the last two years, I've helped over 500 online fitness coaches quit their jobs and take their businesses online. Also, 50 of those students are over 10K each and every single month. Now, thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. What is going on, online fitness coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. This is the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow successful online business. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about traits of a bad coach. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm joined by my boy, Mr. Corey Robach. What up, dog? What up, what up? Well, I'm just trying to put my blinds up here because it's getting dark in my office. There we go. So you guys can all see my face. Good, my man. I uh, feel a little bit better now after uh, this morning. I won't lie. <laughs> so, so if you're tuning into the podcast and you want to see me almost make Corey go to the hospital, then go watch at BMarkFit. I, I posted TikTok and it's titled, I almost sent my friend to the hospital. <laughs> so if you guys want to see, it was an accident. But if you guys want to see that, then go to at BMarkFit on TikTok. Okay, moving on. Today, we're going to be talking about being a bad coach, but I also just want to catch 22 with this with want to give you guys a warning. So Facebook right now is like cracking down on language. And I just wanted to like put that out there for so for those of you guys that are active on Facebook, if you're especially if you're running a Facebook group, be very conscious of what you're saying on Facebook, because we've had uh, people just get flagged for really, really stupid things. Like we were talking about like, there was one of our clients that commented on a post joking and saying like men are stupid. And she got like an a flag for bullying. So just be very careful what you guys are saying on Facebook. For those of you guys that are a little bit more like direct with your language and like to make fun of each other like don't do it on a facebook post because your account can get reported and it's just like a facebook automatically catches the like catches certain language so just wanted to put that out there as a warning facebook is cracking down on the language so be conscious okay so guys today bad coaching today we're going to be talking about being a bad coach because a lot of online fitness coaches are focusing on you know landing more clients but if you don't focus on being a better coach then your retention rates are going to suffer, which means people are going to come into your coaching program, they're going to sign up, and they're going to leave as fast as they come in. And frankly, if you don't focus on becoming a better coach, your income is going to end up plateauing. And finally, if you get this wrong, you're just never going to break through the two to three K a month barrier. Know what I'm saying? You there, Corey? Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't hear you just fine. I didn't know if you were wanting me to add on to that. But no, definitely. <laughs> Guys, you got to remember, like, if you're not increasing your knowledge base, you're not going to be providing any more value inside of your actual program. And at the end of the day too, if you're doing any of these uh, qualities, like you're going to also get that revolving door effect where all you're focusing on is bringing in people in your business. But then now you have so many people leaving out. So you're just treading water at that point where you're going to come and be like, well, guys, like I signed up 20 clients this week, this month, but I'm not making any more money. It's like, well, how many did you lose? I love it. So you know, we don't want the revolving door effect. We want you guys to be able to sign clients and keep clients. So 
Once you get this right, you guys are going to get referrals and referrals and referrals. Like once you master being a good coach, my goal for you guys on the fitness coaches is that like, once you sign a client, you can keep that client from like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven months. And I want your income to grow day after day, month after month. And once you get this right and learning how to be a good coach for your online fitness clients, you're going to see an exponential growth curve in your online fitness business. But then you also want to look at the other side of this too, everyone. So it's not just that revolving door effect of people coming in, coming out. You got to remember, like, that's also your reputation leaving the door as well. Mm. Like every time a client leaves because of a poor service, that reputation is getting diminished, 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 diminished. And you're going to start noticing that people aren't going to want to come work with you because there's such a bad name around your program where it's like, well, yeah, it just brings you in and then it does a bad service. So I'm not going to go. Like, I won't name names, but we can name a couple coaches that we know 1000% that have that bad name. And Let's just say they're not doing too well where they uh, can quit their jobs, let's say. Yo, so, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> guys, there's two ways that you can grow your fitness business, all right? There's two ways you can grow your fitness business. There's outwards. You guys want to write this down. You can grow your fitness business by going outwards, and you can grow your fitness business by going inwards. Outwards and inwards, all right? Now, when I was growing my online coaching business, like my goal is to get to $10,000 a month. You guys got to remember, like back in like 2015, I didn't have a business coach. It was like me versus me trying to get my fitness business to $10,000 every single month. Now, the first thing to do, grow my fitness business that I did, and a lot of you guys are going to be able to relate to this, is obviously going out. Going outwards is like, lead generation. Going outwards is posting on social media. Going outwards is going live. Going outwards is posting on TikTok. Going outwards is like consistently being on your stories. Going outwards is network expanding in Facebook groups. Going outwards is like studying how to be a better content creator. Like that's going outwards and that's super important. But all of these things that we do to grow our coaching business are like outward facing modalities, right? So they're like, I'm looking outwards to grow my fitness business. And they're necessary. And that's one of the, like we do teach going outwards inside of the 10K Coaching Academy because you need to be constantly like expanding your network, expanding your like your reach. But the most important modality is the inward facing modality. Guys, for me, and this is, this is a really, really good like uh, catch for a lot of you online fitness coaches that are struggling to grow right now. Whenever I would plateau in going outwards, I would always go inwards. Whenever I would plateau going outwards, I would always go inwards. And so if I was growing my coaching business and like, you know, my goal is to book five, six, seven calls a week or whatever. And for whatever reason, I started hitting plateaus and I was like, man, like I just can't grow my coaching business. Like I'm not, not getting on people on phone calls. Like I'm just like, I'm struggling right now, but I had six or seven clients. I would go inwards and I'd be like, how can I make this like, how can I make my client's experience better? How can I level up my client experience? What other calls can I add to my schedule per week? How can I show up more for my clients? How can I make sure that my clients get better results? What sort of retention systems can I add this week? How can I follow up better with my clients this week? Maybe I get on a call with one of my clients this week and like over fucking deliver. So whenever I would plateau going outwards, I would always look inwards, meaning I'd ask myself, how do I be a better coach? How do I be a better leader? How do I serve my clients better? Guys, write that down. There's two types of growth, outwards and inwards. And a lot of you in your coaching business are only focused on outward expansion. And like the biggest thing with that too, like I can be a testament to that as well is um, last time we were in Bali and um, all of a sudden like I made going, I think it was what, like the one month I think I made like 
13, 15,000, like that month before we left. And then um, we were in Bali and I just didn't deliver, right? And then I ended up only making like 3,000 or something like that. And a lot of it was because my service was just wasn't, wasn't there. And like, you got to look at it that way. Like if there's something going on in your business, you're going to have a direct effect where no matter what, like, let's say you're set up, but you see your service declines, you're going to have a declining business really, really quick. Like the integrity and the internal parts of your business are going to be the thing that supports that outward facing growth. Dude. And like, I think the biggest reason that people wouldn't do that is because they're like, but yo, be Mark, if I like stop focusing on Legion, then I won't sign any clients. Does that sound like a scarcity mindset to you? Or does that sound like a scarcity mindset to you? But like, if I'm not lead genning, how am I going to sign clients? That sounds a little bit to me like a scarcity mindset. But that's also just looking at it just from one point of view. Like lead gen is only one way you can grow your business. Like that's just one tool that you can use. Like that, that's like saying like you're only going to use a hammer to build a house. Yeah. Dude, like, okay, you, you got so many other resources to you. Why aren't you going to utilize them? And so for me, like my goal is, is always to like get to $10,000 a month. And so like when I would serve my clients better when I would show up better for my clients, what would happen is like those clients would refer me more clients because like, they're like, they're getting such a good service that they're like, Oh, by the way, like my sisters really wanted to like join a fitness program. And like, I think that you'd be a good fit, but there's no fucking way that somebody's going to do that for you. If you're not paying attention to them, like there's no way that somebody's going to go out of their way to refer their friend or their family member, their sister, their coworker, if they don't like the service that they're getting. And so outwards and inwards means that you're, there's a constant balancing act between taking care of the clients that you already have and also making sure that you're actively expanding more clients. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth. Me and Corey have written down about, I think we've got about nine points. So I'll read one, Corey's going to read one, and we're going to like ramble about that one point. So these are things that you guys might be doing in your coaching business. And so if you are doing these things, like if there's any one of these things that you're like, oh shit, I do that, then that's the one that you should fix. Are you guys all ready? These are the nine things in your coaching business that you should not be doing. So if you're doing any one of these things, you need to eliminate it immediately. Okay, number one, do not act out of alignment. What does that mean? Acting out of alignment is if you're skipping your own macros, if you're skipping your own workouts, if you're not getting your water intake in, if you're not stepping up in your own fitness journey, how are you supposed to call somebody out when they need it? If you're drinking alcohol on the weekends, if you're like eating seven or eight, like cheat, quote unquote, cheat meals a week, if you don't believe in hiring a fucking fitness coach, I'm going to be direct with you guys. How are you supposed to tell your clients why it's important to invest in their goals? You understand what I'm saying? Like, guys, don't act out of alignment. And this is the same thing for like, if you're trying to grow your coaching business and you're like telling clients, like, it's really important that you invest in yourself, but you're unwilling to ever invest in yourself. You're like, oh, I'll never spend money on a coach because I don't need a coach. Like that's out of alignment. Like how are you supposed to like get other people to show up if you can't get yourself to show up, like you can't coach yourself to follow your own macros, but you're trying to coach Jenny who's fallen off track to coach, to follow her own macros. It's out of alignment. And that's why you're struggling. So don't act out of alignment. That's one of the traits of a bad coach. And guys, we all make mistakes, right? I'm not saying that like I'm perfect either. Like there's definitely times where like I slip, but if you're listening to this and you're like, yo, be Mark, like shit, you calling me out right now. I think I'm slipping. Catch yourself, get yourself back on track. Cause that's what a fitness journey is, right? That's what you tell your clients to do. So don't act out of alignment. Make sure that you're always in alignment with your core values and in alignment with a fitness journey.
Yeah, and guys, now the second one from there is going to be don't res- don't forget to respond to your clients. Like this is going to be a hamstring for you if you do not do that because at the end of the day, they're going to take that very personally. If they're messaging you something, whether it's very little or very big, in their minds, it's important. And here's the thing, they're paying you. They're paying you for a service. So you're not getting back to your clients in a timely manner. Like realistically, if you're not getting back to them, like within 24 hours and you're taking 48 to 96 hours to do it, that to me just means that they aren't a priority to you. And if you take something like that inside of a service that you're paying for, and you take that into just a personal relationship, do you really think that person is going to, you think you feel like that person is even going to care about you? Like if I'm messaging Brian here and he takes two, three, four, five days to respond to a text message, I'm going to be like, yo, dude, like, are we not friends? Mm-hmm. Now imagine if I'm paying him to give me a service, like I'm paying you and I'm paying your bills. So I see you on your social media, having fun, doing all this shit. Yet I'm sitting here on my phone like, dude, can you reply to me? Like, what's your problem? Like, they're going to be really, really upset about that because you also got to look at it like they're human beings as well. They have emotions. They have feelings. And if they don't feel that you give a shit about them, why are they going to give a shit about you? They're not. They're going to peace out right away. My number one rule is if you're in the 10K Coaching Academy and you ask a question in the group, like you will be responded to within 24 hours by two coaches. Not one, but two. That's like a rule. That's like a standard that we have. Like we never let our clients go. And if you're in the 10K Academy, like you can, like, is that true? Like if you ask a question in the 10K Coaching Academy, it's like you get answered within 24 hours by not one, but two code. And we've got a bunch of leaders that are in the academy that are always dropping value because like, that's what we believe in. I'm straight, I'll be straight with you guys. Like I'm in business coaching programs where like, sometimes it takes like the business coach, like five days to get back to me. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm like, like what the fuck? Like, I hate that. So I would never do that to a client and you guys shouldn't either. Think about it like this. Like if your client asks you a question and they don't get an answer from you, then they can't trust you as their fitness resource. So they're going to go to Google or even worse, another trainer. Well, so, yeah, but you, again, you also got to look at it. Like with inside the academy, like someone posts a comment, like inside the group, like it's not even a matter of 24 hours. It's, it's a matter of 24 minutes to an hour. Like mm-hmm. not only that, they're getting blown up by coaches. They're getting blown up by leaders. They're getting blown up by other members. Like that's the whole point is you want to make them feel wanted. supported. Wanted support and supported. Supported. Huge. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram at the real Brian Mark and DM me the words more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. So number three, this is huge. I almost guarantee a lot of you guys are doing this one. Do not be reactive to fires instead of proactive with systems. Do not be reactive with fires instead of proactive with systems. What does that mean? Well, see a lot of you guys as online fitness coaches will have you know, clients that will drop off your program as an example, right? Or clients that will want to cancel. And so your initial reaction is to like, oh shit, like I got to like prevent this client from canceling. And then you prevent that client from canceling. And then there's like another client that's messaging you about a problem with your meal plan. And you're like, oh shit, like I got to like deal with this client's meal plan. And then there's another client that messages you, but then you're like, oh shit, I got to like go here and go here and here. Instead of like when one client cancels, you're like, okay, 
something like something needs to get optimized. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to deal with this and I'm going to make sure that like my system improves so that the next time a situation comes up like this, I'm going to get a little bit better. So this client says that they didn't feel supported from me. So like what's going on in my Facebook group that like my clients don't feel supported or what's going on in my coaching program that my clients don't feel supported or what am I doing as a coach that I can step up as a better leader where I can feel supported. And sometimes you guys like you do everything you possibly can, but I almost guarantee you, if you're listening to this podcast, if you haven't been in the 10K Coaching Academy for more than six months, it's likely that you can do something to improve. You know, once you've been in the academy for long enough, you like you get how to run a coaching business. But for a lot of you guys that are newer, like it's like, there's a lot of things that you can do to improve. And so if a client cancels or there's a fire in your business, like, yes, you got to solve the problem, but like also spend the time and fix your shit. Yeah. Like, like, instead of just like always putting out fires and like jumping from fire to fire to fire to fire to fire to fire, it's like, okay, something's broken. So like, let's spend the time, sit down, like brainstorm, maybe, you know, go into the 10K Coaching Academy and be like, hey guys, this is the situation. This is what happened. Is there anything that you guys would do or think that I can do better so that I can improve my systems and always get better? Does that make sense? Yeah, guys, like, like think about it. Like there's a reason why all building and smoke detectors and fire extinguishers because way back in the day when they didn't have them, buildings went down in flames very fast. So they counteracted that with having sprinkler systems, alarms and all that. So it could now be safe. Same type of thing. They're not reacting to fires anymore because they can be handled really quick because those systems are in place. Same type of thing in your business. If there's something going on, look at the cause of the fire. And then now how can you mitigate the fact that there was a fire and fix it? Mm. Not saying that there won't ever be a fire again, but it's going to really help next time a spark comes up. Love it. Okay. So point number four, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you touch on this, Corey, because this is, you're good at this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You do it. (laughs) You do it. Right. Do not, not notice your good clients. So what this means is sometimes you're going to get into a bad habit of only paying attention to those clients that are asking for help. They're at risk. They're your like red and yellow light clients. Not, and you're not paying attention to the good one. Who does this? I'm curious. Let's pause. Who does this? Where you are always paying attention to the clients that need your attention, but you forget about the good ones. Who does this? I did that. Yo, like some of my best clients. Like I remember my one, um, her name was Crystal and she dropped off and like, I was like, what the hell? Like why? And then because I just wasn't giving her the care because I was just, she was so comfortable in her program. I would just wouldn't, I just wouldn't message her. I just wouldn't bother just wouldn't, whatever. But then Again, they still want to be appreciated. They still want to feel wanted. It's the same type of thing with not responding to your clients. They still want to get a pat on the back. They still want to know that they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in the academy and I'm working my ass off doing all this and Brian doesn't say a fucking thing to me, eventually I'm going to be like, yo, dude, can you recognize like the good shit I'm doing over here, please? Mm-hmm. And then now animosity builds and now they're going to get pissed and go to someone else who's going to appreciate them just overall as a person. Mm-hmm. You got to realize, again, it goes right back to the same thing. People make decisions mm-hmm. based off emotion. Mm-hmm. So if they're emotionally thinking that you don't give a shit about them, then why would they give a shit about you? Guys, and this is a simple fix, literally. If you're listening to this podcast, you're like, maybe I don't pay enough attention to my good clients. Literally after this podcast, just reach out to like five of your best clients and with a voice note that says, Hey, I just want to let you know that like, I'm really, really grateful to have you as my client and I see you and I like love that you check in every single workout and like, you're always on time with your check-ins and I'm so proud of your progress every single week. And like, I don't know if I tell you this enough, but like, I just want to say thank you for being my client. Boom. But then also like, just look at this. Like if you treat your good clients very, very well, they're already good clients. So they're already going to treat you better. Meaning that they're going to promote you more. They're going to refer you more. They're going to do a lot more things to make you feel good because you're making them feel good. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So this is good. You guys getting value so far? So this is don't not notice your uh, good clients. Next one. This is another in, in El Importanto. Uh, and this seems super, super, this seems super basic, but I'm going to say it again. Don't put your clients down. Like this one seems super, super, super obvious, but there are some coaches that say super negative things to their clients, like insult them. Like it seems super basic, but like guys, if you're insulting your client or like shaming them, like don't put your clients down. Insulting your clients or putting your clients down is like, is a disgusting trait. And I like, I know it seems like something that I shouldn't have to say, but I do know some coaches that like insult their clients. So I see it in some people. And again, we're not going to name names and we're not going to touch on this for too much, but just don't put your clients down. It's a disgusting trait. So just don't do it. Right. Diminishes your look as a coach. Like who's going to go to a coach when they know that you're just going to talk shit to them. Like, I don't like it. Why would you like, like that makes sense. Yeah. So we're not going to keep on that one for too long. We're just going to say, don't insult your clients. This is another one. And then I'll let you touch the next one, Corey. Yeah. Another one. And this one seems pretty basic again, but I see it happening. Don't gossip about one client to another client. In fact, keep drama out of your program, period. So for me, I like literally have, um, I have like a no drama policy in my program, period. No drama in my, pro- and then guys, this seems super basic. But I, like, I know what happens. So don't gossip about one client to another client. Another thing I'm going to say is like, you shouldn't be gossiping about your clients to anybody, right? Like if you're in a coaching program, for sure, sometimes you need to like have a conversation about a situation that's going on so that you can figure it out. But don't gossip about your clients to other people. Like, come on. Like, I know, like, again, this seems super basic, but I know what happens. Like your client's confidentiality is like super, like, like they're paying you to be confidential. And so if your client's going through an issue, your client's going through a problem, don't gossip about your client to another client. And also just don't gossip about your client, period. So that's yeah, and it. guys, like, it, even like, even like just saying like a joke, don't. Yeah. Because regardless do whether it's a joke or not, it's still bullshit. Don't do it. All right. So the next one on this one, and like, again, you guys got to understand this is you got to post on social media. If you're not posting on social media, you're not doing the things that you need to do because you still need to be giving value. You still need to be present because your clients look up to you and they want to hear from you and they respect you. But if you're not posting and you're not doing that while well, you're not following through with your internal alignment you're posting for a reason to change lives and they want to hear from you they want to know your knowledge they want to know what is going on and how they can take more away from you and you being present showing that you're actually there to care is what's going to help them so you got to keep posting on social media i think if you're an online coach and you have clients and you're not posting on social media i think it's selfish i really do i think it's selfish because It doesn't matter if you're doing a training plan for them. It doesn't matter if you're doing a workout plan for them. Like your clients, the reason that they pay you is because they respect you, right? That's why they paid you. They respect you. So if you don't post on social media, you're not consistently posting on social media and you've got three to five clients that are paying you money, like you're not constantly influencing them. You're not, you're just doing them a disservice. I think it's like, it's like your responsibility to show up and serve the people that have agreed to pay you money for their coaching program. Like as an online fitness coach, you guys got to remember, it's like you're online but, and you're coaching with fitness, but you're a coach, 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 coach. And as a coach, like there's a lot of people, there's a lot of online uh, clients that will sign up for your coaching program and they might not have influences that are as positive as you in their life. 
right? And so one of the biggest reasons that I commit to showing up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, the podcast platform is because I know that if I can show up on these platforms for you guys and I can influence you positively to think in a better way, then I'm going to be able to make a better impact on your life rather than just giving you my 10K Coaching Academy program and saying like, good luck, see you later. Like, yeah. I want to show up and coach you guys. Yeah. And again, like it goes to show like on the next point here is don't be late with your delivery. Because if you're saying that you're doing something and you got to follow through with it, so your meal plans, your check-ins, your updates, everything, they're expecting it at a certain time. But every time you're late or you have an excuse as to why, your integrity is getting diminished, but then they're also respecting you is leaving out the door as well because they can't count on you to follow through with what you promised them. Mm -hmm. Whether or not that you still give it to them or not, they're still like, okay, well, I plan my day around this so I can go grocery shopping. I can go to the gym. I can do this. But now that you're just screwing this up, it's screwing my day up. But that also just shows a lack of care and respect for someone else's time. Mm -hmm. It's like if, you, if, if like you're going out for dinner or something like that, and you say, I'm going to be here at a certain time. Be there at a certain time. Don't show up an hour late because they could have done something else with that hour. Or again, they just don't feel that they're worthy of your time. Or again, you just don't care. Mm -hmm. It's all about perception of how they see you as a person. And if they don't see you as someone who's integral, follows through, like is honest, like they're not, those are not traits people like to align with. And they're not going to want to, well, I was going to, yeah, they're not going to want to vibe with you. I had another word for it, but you know, yeah. trying to keep a cleaner mouth on your podcast. So that was a point in itself. Number eight was don't be late to respond to check-ins. Don't be late to respond to meal plans. Don't be late to respond to training programs. Don't be late. Don't be late. If you are late, if you like, if your clients into your, God, here, I'm going to give you guys an analogy, right? Let's say that, you know, you like your start. Who here likes Starbucks morning coffee out of curiosity? Who here like, I like myself a little bit of Starbucks a lot. I'm actually, I'm joking. I'm Canadian. I like Tim Hortons. Okay, so I like Tim Hortons. If I showed up at Tim Hortons, 5 a.m. to get my a.m. cafe and Tim Hortons was just closed, I'd be pissed. <laughs> like, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean you're closed? It says you're open at 5 a.m. in the morning. So like as a customer, if I show up to a place and I don't get what I expect at the time that I said it was going to, I'm going to be upset. So for y'all, you know, you, if you say you're going to do check-ins on Thursday and you get them Saturday, pfft, bad coach. You said you were going to do it Thursday. What are you doing? You said you're going to give me a, your meal plans to them on Friday and you get it on Sunday. Pfft, not fair. You forget to update their training plan. You guys can't do that. Like, it's like, you've got to be integral with what you say you're going to do. Like if I, like if I show up at a place and I'm like, yo, like this place isn't open. And I like, I want, like, let's say I show up at Burger King. I don't go to Burger King. I show up at Burger King and I want my double Whopper and they're not open. Like I'm going to be pissed. Right. So you got to show up at the time that you say you're going to. It's like, it's, you don't do it to your clients. Okay. This one's huge. All right. This next one's huge, Corey. This one's like, this is like everything. If you're an online fitness coach, all right? Oh, yeah. This one, this one, this one grinds my gears. I won't lie. Okay. So online fitness coaches, listen, this is the, this is the number. This is the biggest mistake that you can make. All right. This is it. Do not be attached to your current level of knowledge on fitness and nutrition. Do not be attached to your current level of knowledge on fitness and nutrition. Oh, I get it. Yeah, right. A lot of you guys are smart. I get it, right? Like a lot of you guys are intelligent. Some of you guys have taken like, you know, some of you guys have your master's in nutrition. Some of you guys like are super smart. And I understand that. But you need 
to be constantly learning every single day. Guys, when I was an online fitness coach, number one, I hired like seven different online fitness coaches. Like I'd hire one for like 12 to 16 weeks and then I'd hire a different one and then I'd hire a different one. I, actually, that's a lie. I don't want to say seven. I've, I actually worked with five online fitness coaches, like well-respected online fitness coaches because I wanted to learn. Like, I'm like, how are they doing things? How do they do adjustments? How do they do adjustments? How do they do adjustments? How do their plans look like? And like, over time, I ended up learning more and more and more and more and more and more. And it's like, then I, I accumulated a wealth of knowledge that allowed, now I'm like, I'm at a place in my fitness journey where I can like stay like relatively lean year round with like almost little to no effort. But like, the only reason I got to that point is because I was I, like actively seeking knowledge. That's what you guys should be writing down. Actively seeking knowledge. Like the reason that you're listening to this podcast right now is because you are actively seeking business knowledge, right? You're like, I'm like looking to learn more. I like want to expand my brain. I want to expand my knowledge. I want to like learn more. I want to like grow my business, right? That's super important. I love that. But like do that with also your nutrition and fitness knowledge. Yeah. Cause guys, you also got to look at it too. Like like even for me, like I went to school for kinesiology, yet I still went and upgraded my knowledge in like whether it's certifications, courses, whatever it is afterwards. But then I'll even say this, who would want to go get a major surgery by a doctor who learned shit 50 years ago and never tried to learn anything new? 50 years ago, there's a higher death rate for a lot of different stuff. And now that it's progressed, it's lower. Would you go to the doctor that's kept up to date with the recent research and recent methods that has the safest practice or the one that learned it 50 years ago still operating under the whole, yeah, you might die. Because this is the truth. This is the truth. Like online fitness coaching is a lot about like marketing. Like you need to be able to market and sell yourself and that's super important. But I think that there is a, a lot of people um, who get into marketing and selling with online coaching and they forget about the fitness and nutrition aspect of it. Right. So like it's, it's, you gotta be all three. So, and there's also the people, and I'm sure a lot of you, how many of you guys know somebody like this, super smart training knowledge, super smart nutrition knowledge, like refuses to even look into marketing and sales for online coaching. Like they're like super smart in-person trainers, but they're like almost like have no idea how to online coach or no idea how to market themselves. And they don't want to learn ever. So it's like, you shouldn't be either one of those things. Like you should be like, actively learning marketing, actively learning selling, actively learning how to deliver your online coaching program, and also actively seeking like more knowledge so that you can level up your training skills, right? So you got to level up your training skills. Cool. All right, guys. So let's kind of summarize this. Um, Corey, you want to summarize the final list? Yeah. So guys, so remember, so just don't act out of alignment. Like if it doesn't like sit well with you and it doesn't sit well with your internal values, then you can't be doing it. You got to stay in line with that. The other end is that's number make one. Make sure you respond. That's huh? number one. Number one, don't act out of alignment. Yeah. Number two, respond to your clients. Don't forget. They care to hear from you. They want to hear from you. They're paying you to hear from you. So respond to them. Don't take 48 to 96 hours to respond to them. That's going to be number two. Number three is don't be reactive, be proactive. Look for things that you can fix right away before they just happen. So you don't jump from thing to thing to thing, but you're being proactive so that way you limit those things ever coming up. That's number three. Number four is don't forget to notice your good clients. Huge. want to hear from you. Even though they're killing it, even though they're doing well, they still want to get that pat on the back. The other end of that is the more you notice your great, your good clients are going to go above and beyond for you. So it's going to help you in the long run as well. Huge. So number four, don't forget about your good clients. Number five, don't put your clients down. Just like any other scenario, don't talk shit about people. Don't talk shit to their face. They're not going to like it. So then 
don't do it. So number five is don't put your clients down. Number six just goes right off that is don't gossip about your clients to your other clients. Or to anyone. Yeah, or to anyone. They're telling you those things in confidence. They're trusting you to help them. I would want Brian telling people my deepest, darkest secrets. You wouldn't want people telling your deepest, darkest secrets. So don't do it to someone else. So number six, don't gossip about your clients to your clients or anyone else. Number seven, be active on your social media. Don't forget to post. They want to hear from you. They want to know what's going on. It's selfish if you're not posting. Number eight, don't be late. Don't be late. Seriously, if you promise someone something, be integral and do exactly what it is you're telling them to do. Because if you don't, they're not going to trust you to ever follow through. And if they don't trust you, they're not going to continue on with you. So number eight, don't be late to respond to check-ins, meal plans, training programs. Number nine, don't be attached to your current level of knowledge. Always look to expand your perspective. Always look to expand your knowledge in all different aspects of your business. If you are an absolute pro in one, you can do work in another. When you're an absolute pro in all of it, you can always get better. Never be stuck in your ways and always look to level up. Boom. Number nine, don't be attached to your current knowledge. Boom. Guys, that's it. That's all. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast, the number one show for online fitness coaches who are trying to grow successful in their business. Corey, where do they find you on social media, dog? You can find me on Instagram at Corey underscore Roblox, or if you want to get a good laugh on TikTok at Tad and Jack. Cool. Peace, love, protein. We'll talk to you guys in the next episode and hope you guys have the best day of your life.